The Political Process Podcast, hosted by activist and youth politician Clayton Herbst, with youth activist guest stars from around the country. Together we are explaining the American political process and diving deep into the details of the system. Episode 6, Volunteer Involvement. Campaigns, especially lower level, lesser funded campaigns, live off volunteers and interns. Most local or district campaigns can only afford one to two part-time consultants, and even state campaigns can only afford a handful of staff. That is why getting the people involved and mobilizing the voters is so crucial to an election. Today I'm joined by special guest Colin Gentry. In the past, Colin has served as a campaign intern for the Allod Gross campaign and is currently serving his Rolla community as an organizer. Colin is a policy advocate, political activist, and college student working to better his community, state, and country. Thank you for joining us, Colin. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. So a campaign is made up of both staffers and volunteers. What are the differences? Well... The most simple difference is that a staffer is a paid employee of the campaign, while a volunteer is someone who's giving their own free time to assist the campaign. Beyond that, there are differences in kind of who staffers are and what type of roles they take. So staffers are going to be people who are more experienced with working on and running campaigns, and they might have knowledge and connections that your average volunteer is going to lack. Because staffing is a job like any other, there are additional expectations about the quality of work and the time you can dedicate to a campaign. A volunteer is just able to, if they don't want to phone bank one night, for instance, they don't have to. They can just come back whenever they're ready and continue volunteering, while a staffer is expected to perform their tasks and perform them to the best of their ability. Otherwise, they lose their job. In general, you're going to hire a staffer to do jobs that are critical to the functioning of the campaign and that you might not want to leave to a volunteer as well as jobs that might require a level of expertise or skill that volunteers aren't likely to have and that someone might want to be compensated for. Treasurers of a campaign are a good example of this. You need a treasurer to run the campaign, otherwise you're not going to know how to spend your money right and you might even break campaign finance laws. So that's not something you want to leave to a volunteer who might just not do it if they don't want to or if they get busy. You want it to be a specific paid position. And beyond that, the duties of a treasurer are nuanced enough and require enough skill that odds are your treasurer is going to be someone with some accounting experience, some finance experience, and they'll probably be expected to be compensated for that work. So that's the kind of jobs you don't want to leave to a staffer. That makes a lot of sense. So what kind of jobs would a volunteer typically do? Volunteers, um, I don't want to underplay the importance of volunteers. As I'm sure we'll talk about, volunteers are crucial to a campaign, but To volunteers, you're going to leave the sorts of jobs that uh, aren't too difficult to train people on and can kind of, volunteers can put any sort of amount of time they want into it. So the bread and butter of volunteers is voter outreach. This is phone banking. This is text banking. And in more normal times, this is going to be canvassing from door to door. Volunteers, for all their enthusiasm, might not have the right skill set to secure endorsements or manage advertising. And they might not be the best people to represent the campaign in media appearances or at events. And so those are jobs that are best left to staffers. But what volunteers excel at is talking to other folks. They're just like them. They may not know the finer points of running a campaign, but they know why they support their candidate. And so if they can give a genuine, compelling explanation to voters as to why they're supporting their candidate, that's how the movement grows. And so enlisting volunteers to phone bank, to text, to reach out to other voters like them is... The, the most important job for volunteers. And that personal connection with a campaign between a volunteer and uh, a member of the electorate is crucial to gaining those votes. 
No, absolutely. Really, any if you're a supporter of a candidate, any kind of involvement is beneficial and really goes a long way because even talking to your family or to people you know, you're serving as a credible reference to the integrity of this candidate and this campaign. And if you can get people to understand why you support them, they're going to be a lot more likely to also support them because someone they know, someone they trust has seen that this candidate is someone worth supporting. Yeah. And that comes down to if you could only choose one between donating or volunteering for the candidate, what do you think would be the best choice for people to do? 99 times out of 100, I'm going to say it's better to get involved. Uh, donating money is always a really big help. And if that's all you care to do or have time for, it's still incredibly useful. Of course, donating money always goes a long way. But nothing is better than actually having boots on the ground, so to speak, reaching out to voters and talking to them. Because uh, with a ton of money from donations, a campaign can take out TV advertisements or other media advertisements, and that can reach a lot of voters. But it's not going to form that sort of personal connection that a crew of volunteers can talking one-on-one -on -one to people. There are times when donating money is more useful. If you're supporting a candidate that might be running in another state or another part of the state, it might not be quite your place to do volunteering. A few weeks ago, a friend asked me to do some phone banking for a Tennessee state Senate campaign whose campaign he was managing. And while I did it, I found I couldn't be too helpful beyond just reading the script since I didn't really know much about Tennessee or the campaign or what the voters I'm trying to reach really cared about. And so it might have been a better use of everyone's time to just give them some money so the campaign can use it how they think is best. That is really important because, you know, the volunteers, they have that personal connection with people, but that only matters if it's in their local area and they actually know what they're talking about. I know I just got a call from a New Jersey congressional race asking for my assistance. And I, you know, of course, tried to help out. However, like you said, it is more difficult to volunteer and make that personal connection for a race that you are not personally vested in. Absolutely, yes. So what is the importance of volunteers to a campaign, especially a local race? Like, why does it matter? Volunteers can really tip the scales in a campaign, and they are sort of the lifeblood in a race. Uh, nobody, not even presidential candidates, can afford to pay everyone that helps them. And there's just so much to do for only staffers to take care of it. If you want to reach 10,000 voters and you just have the 10 paid people on your campaign, that is going to be a tremendous amount of work for your staffers, and that'll take them away from the other duties that they're more specialized to doing. But if you can recruit 20, 30 volunteers, they can take care of that in their spare time and leave the candidate and the staffers to handle some of the more nuanced aspects. Uh, and in local races especially, um, you're not going to be dealing with huge sums of money, huge campaigns that can afford ad buys that can afford enormous voter outreach efforts. And so it takes those passionate volunteers talking to their friends, talking to their family and going knock, going door to door, leaving literature and such that is going to get your name out there and get people to support the candidate. Yeah, you know, connecting with volunteers, that's, that's a big theme of this episode, it does come down to money in a lot of races. And when you don't have the money to hire people, which, I mean, happens in so many local campaigns and even big campaigns, but you have money for literature and you just need someone to drop it, that volunteer is then a crucial element. For sure. Um, and in some of these local races or in these lesser known races, like primaries or you know, city council stuff, name recognition is a huge deal. 
it doesn't you don't necessarily have to be make the best case as to why you're the best candidate you just pe- people just need to know your name going into the voting booth and so if you can have volunteers that can get your name out there get them get little mailers on everyone's doors get signs and yards so that when people walk into the voting booth they're thinking of the candidate's name that's going to have a tremendous effect on your success in an election and that comes down to my next question because we as people we have short memory spans especially if something that's not as important as our entire life so when when can a volunteer do the most good? What times of the campaign are volunteers needed the most? Volunteers are always really helpful at really any point in a campaign. They're, they're not going to a campaign's not going to turn you down if you want to help them. But in my experience, the last few weeks leading up to the election are pivotal. That's when it's all hands on deck for the campaign. That's when uh, the opposing races are going to be making their big last gambits. Uh, it's when voters are going to be paying att- starting to pay attention to what's happening in the race because a lot of people aren't as politically involved as we are, and so they're probably not even going to think about upcoming races until it's the last couple weeks or even days beforehand. That's when the media is going to focus on it. And so that's the chance to do that every bit of last-minute ad buys and events and voter outreach that we can manage so that's when having a strong volunteer force really comes in handy and can tip the scales. Yeah, and you made a really important point earlier when you said that normally in a campaign you would be doing door knocking and uh, canvassing. However, this election cycle, we have a pandemic, so we can't do that. Um, in your experience, how have campaigns been adapting and what is what is the new most important strategy for that voter outreach? Campaigns have gotten really creative with how they can do outreach. Um, We have a lot of really useful and cool technology now that makes phone banking and text banking easier than ever. You can do it from your phone. You can do it from your computer. You don't even need to use your own phone number. And you can throw in a lot as much or as little time as you want to just reaching out to voters digitally, electronically. That doesn't put anyone in harm's way. I know some campaigns still like try to do uh, door-to-door canvassing or in-person events, but voters get naturally a little skeeved out by that because of the current circumstances. So what a lot of campaigns have done is turn to literature drops, as you mentioned, where they are printing out flyers and door hangers and just leaving them on people's doors, not even knocking, not ringing the doorbell, just leaving. And so whenever the voter reads that and sees it, it's basically the same as making the pitch in person without putting anyone in harm's way. Yes. And then they still get that personalized feeling because someone took the time other day to go to their place of residence and put a sign up and say, you know what, we are personally seeking your vote. Even if you don't get to communicate with them directly, there's still that personal aspect rather than a TV advertisement or radio advertisement. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, A lot of voters can kind of feel like their candidates, their representatives aren't looking out for them, so to say. They're not involved in the community. They don't really, they're they're taking their votes for granted, voters feel like. So just knowing that some candidate is in the community, is reaching out to voters, even not in person, that, that leaves an impression on people. That is really important advice there, is to make that personal connection. Even if it's a literature drop or a text, showing someone that you care about them, their vote and their opinions, asking them what matters and taking the time out of your day to connect with them. It, it might not, it will give you votes and it'll make you look amazing, but it'll also show the people that you are interested and you are in this race for the right reasons. And that is pivotal because you might not win this election, but you might make an impact and you might have another chance. And it's not always about winning the election, but it's also about making a difference. 
That's exactly right. You can, by just running a good campaign, a good locally driven campaign, you can, if you don't win, you can still lay that infrastructure of volunteers and experts in the area that can help you support your campaign. So if you want to run the future or even support another movement or campaign in that area, it's a lot easier now that you have this volunteer base there. I want to thank you, Clayton, for having me on. Uh, it's always good to talk about volunteering and how to help out campaigns, especially locally. If you all are interested in the things I have to say, you can check out my Twitter at SoColinMeMaybe. And if you're, uh, I just want to encourage everyone to get involved in a campaign if you can. Odds are there is going to be a candidate running in an area that you support, people that you identify with, and that you can give some time to support. I know in the Rolla area, I'm working with uh, college Democrats here on at Missouri S&T's campus and with some other local organizations. We're trying to take some county commissioner seats as well as electing Kathy Ellis to Congress. So those are some lofty goals we're fighting for. So never forget that you can help make a difference in a campaign. And if you're tired of the same old politicians that have been getting elected time and time again, and you want people who maybe represent you a bit more, that is your excuse to get involved and help make that a reality. Thank you for joining me today, Colin. That was Colin Gentry, a former campaign intern and current community organizer. Getting involved with the campaign is as simple as visiting a candidate's website, checking out their social medias, or even sending them a message directly. I would highly suggest getting involved with any age or experience level, as there are opportunities for anybody. Please get involved if you are so inclined this election cycle. On November 3rd, you do not want to feel upset that you didn't do more. That was Episode 6, Volunteer Involvement, discussing how you can get involved, the reasons to get involved, and how important volunteer involvement is to a campaign. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Political Process Podcast, hosted and edited by Clayton Herbst. Thank you to our special guests for joining us today. Tune in next time. Release dates every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday.